Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ultimate Insider, Bear Insiders Podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, Hall of Fame quarterback and radio color analyst. Today, we are talking about the Oregon State Beavers. Quick preview for you. I don't want to get too in the weeds here. I'm talking to Coach Wilcox in just a second. But let's start on the offensive side of the ball because it's where you set the identity for a team like this. Jonathan Smith has put together a fantastic football team and a it seems like an offense that is hard-nosed, that is tough, that considers itself blue collar. And the way you do that is by putting together a fantastic running game with a great offensive line. I have said it for years. The offensive line sets the tone for the entire team. If you have a really good offensive line that takes no prisoners, that is no BS, that is about getting it done up front, then the entire team has to pick up their game because those guys will finish people in practice. They will make you look goofy in practice. And so you need to have a defense that will match that and step up to that level of play. Jonathan Smith has done that. He has Jim Mahalchek. Cal fans will be familiar with Mahalchek because he was the offensive line coach under Tedford uh, with running backs like Marshawn and Javid and uh, Shane Marine and Justin Forsett and all those guys. Mahalchek was the architect of, that, architect of that offensive line. And as a result, those guys were really good and the running backs were really good. He is doing the same thing up at Oregon State. He's a phenomenal offensive line coach, and he is killing it up there. His guys are big. They are strong. They are fast. They execute with precision, with purpose, and they are fun to watch when you watch them on film, quite honestly. Their run game is uh, mostly a zone, outside zone, inside zone scheme together. They work different variations of all of the above with a little RPO off of that, and then they uh, run, it's also a zone, it's called duo, which is you're trying to get the double teams up front. So you double team in one or two places, and then you leave one backer free so that the lot, the running back just reads that backer's angle and he makes the cut based on that backer. And they do a really nice job of duo. It's where they pack a bunch of dudes in the box. It's, uh, it's a very effective run play for them. They run it a ton but you'll see a bunch of bodies inside. They run the ball, running back comes downhill, makes a cut based on where he believes that linebacker is. So tough to stop, a lot of bodies in one space, and a good play for them with that offensive line that they have. In terms of running backs, they have a really, really good running back in Damian Martinez, number six. You will see him a lot because they love to run the rock. Right now, Martinez has 573 yards two touchdowns, and he's averaging 6.8 yards per carry. So he breaks it off at a pretty good clip. He is an excellent downhill runner. He is a directional single slash guy who will make a cut on you and make a move. And then he has good speed to get out the back end as well. So he is a very tough back to tackle. He is elusive. He is fast. He is quick. And he reads extremely well. So he's a perfect fit for that offense up at Oregon State. Behind him, Deshaun Fenwick, number one, also a very good football player. He is It's a one-two punch that is tough to tackle. So both those guys, very good football players inside. Fenwick, I think, has about 270 yards, also has two TDs. He's a physical back, not quite as fast, but fast in his own right. A good, a little bit smoother in his cuts. But again, Martinez is the number one guy, Fenwick number two. A solid package together. They have almost 800 yards rushing already, and we're talking about five games. So very good football players 
in both of those guys at that running back position. At the receiver spot, you're going to see a very little bitty guy named Silas Bolden. He's tiny, number seven, but he is fast, like world-class fast. And they run a little bit of fly sweep with him, but he is the go route guy. They try to get him on the overs, things where it takes speed to make a difference. They get him the ball in space and let him try to do something with it with his speed. And as small as he is, he has an attitude like a six foot four dude. So he brings a lot of passion with him. He's a good football player at that wide receiver spot. He is a tough cover out there because of his speed. You have to honor his speed or else he'll take it over the top on you. Uh, but he's not as tough to tackle as one of these big guys per se, if you get your hands on him. Problem is, he's so quick and so fast, tough to get your hands on him. He's their leading receiver right now. He's got 24 catches, 335 yards, and a touchdown. And he's a he's a guy that you have to stop in this game. Their number two receiver is Anthony Gold, 13 catches for 239. He's number two. He is not a he, – he's a good player. He runs nice routes. He is not – a burner fast guy but he gets open because he runs good routes and they use him in a play action pass game because they are so good at running the football their play action pass opens up for these guys and so they'll run it in combination with rpos they'll run it in combination with play action pass and then a little bit of drop back pass on top of it compared to say an air raid team but they love to use those in combination one of the things that i didn't mention is this offense always has an answer so they'll run inside zone, outside zone, counter back with it with the gap scheme off of counter. They'll run fly sweep to counter the outside zone as well. And so they'll give you different looks across the board that then you get in trouble. They'll pack in that duo look and they'll run play action off of it. So no matter what you do on defense, they've got a counter to the call that is meant to leverage your adjustment to that play. And so they take advantage of it. They do a good job of calling it at the right time. Uh, Number three receiver on team is tight end Jack Velling. He is nine catches, 102 yards. Oregon State always has those good tight ends. When you have a good run game, then you have to have good tight ends in there as well because they are the blocker, they are the mismatch, they are the guy inside that gives you the extra hat on hat in the box. These guys uh, do a good job of blocking and, again, in the play-action pass, they become a threat because as you are honoring the run, all of a sudden they find the open space. So Velling, you know, not a ton of catches, nine catches so far this year. At that quarterback position, DJ Uyunglele, and I've been practicing that name because my tongue doesn't want to do it naturally. He, you will remember, is the transfer from Clemson. And the way I think about it is this. If you can't drive fast when you have the keys to the Ferrari, you're probably not going to drive super fast when you have the keys to the Volkswagen. So he is efficient enough in this offense. He has 57% passing, four interceptions to eight touchdowns. So he's throwing two to one, two touchdowns for every interception, which is not a great ratio in this day and age. But where he adds a little bit is in the rush game. He's got about 25 rushes right now for 140-something yards. And so in that RPO game, in that zone read game, Now he can do something with his feet, and he's a pretty athletic runner when he gets outside. If you make him beat you with just his arm, Oregon State is probably in trouble. So shutting down the run is a key for defense because I don't think Uyunglele can do it with just dropping back and throwing passes on you. He is not crazy accurate. He is big and long, and you can literally see him 
questioning his own mechanics in between throws. He'll miss something. You'll see him drop back and drop the hand down and show you. And he's got this big, long release. And it gets him in trouble. He loses accuracy. He overstrides. He does a bunch of things mechanically that he could improve on to make himself a better player. But right now, it's hard to do a lot of those type of things in season. So you can get rid of ticks. You can get rid of flaws. But when you have big mechanical movements and long movement pattern things that you need to fix, you need a ton of repetitions to do it. So an off-season work for him would be a big difference maker. Behind Uyunglele, they also have Aiden Childs. Now, he is a good prospect. This is an athletic young quarterback. He's number zero, by the way. Athletic young quarterback. He can run. He's pretty electric with the football in his hands. And he can throw it as well. He doesn't quite look like he's polished and ready to go yet. But in terms of passes, he's thrown 17 passes. They're trying to get him into the game with some reps, some meaningful reps, so that he can play the position. And part of it is really you're recruiting the kids that are already on your team now in this day and age of the transfer portal. So he's 12 for 17. He's got a touchdown, 60% passing, 60. What does that make him? Uh, Just over 66% passing. So he has been accurate enough but he is not, he doesn't quite look there yet. They love him up there. He is athletic. A lot of the media loves him because he shows great flashes. But oftentimes you do that and then you become a starter and your flaws show up, your warts get exposed. I don't know if they're going to with him. He looks like a good young quarterback. He looks like he's talented. But you don't know about him until he is the full-time starter and gets full-time reps. So, But he is a, pat, he is a tool. He is a, a fantastic athlete back there. And so he is something that you have to look out for defensively, this defense matches the offense. They are a defense that will come up and challenge you. I guarantee you in this game that their thought process is going to be step up and press the wide receivers. Press outside and give yourselves a nine-on-nine game. If they remove the outside receivers, now they're playing inside the box with guys, and that gives them the advantage on defense. So until Cal proves that they will beat Oregon State, that they take that disrespect of having guys come up and press on them, and they use it to their advantage and get touchdowns, then Cal's going to continue to get a ton of press man coverage. And if you allow them to do that, they're disrespecting you, and it's going to happen all season long. So Cal needs to make them pay. I talked about it in my podcast, and Coach talked about it as well. We'll talk to Coach coming up about Oregon State here shortly. They are an even front, which means a four-man down front. It's even fronts. It's unders. It's overs. uh, It's G-scheme, stuff like that, in that even look. And then they will, from time to time, mix it up into an odd front. Well, they will run a front that's that's popular these days called the tight front, which is a great run-stopping front where you have three down linemen, two outside backers. You put five guys up the line of scrimmage. You get a seven-man box to start, and then you can pack safeties in there to help as well. They like to bring pressure, especially out of that even front. They mix it up all the time. They bring safeties, they bring backers, they bring edge guys. And so they mix up some stuff. They play some stunt games up front, tough to handle, but pretty consistent with college football these days. It looks to me, they believe themselves a high pressure team, but they are going to bring the pressure to the offense instead of letting the offense put pressure on them. They face that good offensive line week in, week out. So... The old saying that iron sharpens iron is accurate in this case. They have to get better because they're playing dudes who are really good up front on offense, and they have that defensive front I like a lot. They 
They aren't necessarily huge, but they bring speed, they bring intensity, and they bring a lot to the party when they come. One guy who stood out to me on the outside is Sioni Latahoa, I believe his name is. He has one and a half sacks, but when he brings it, he brings it with fire. Like he is, he has got some lead in his pencil. He is fast. He is strong. He is aggressive. And if you are a running back trying to pick this guy up off the edge, hold on to your hat because he is going to bring the helmet. Uh, physical guy, you have to get him stopped. He is number eight. Number 10, uh, Andrew Chatfield actually leads the team with three sacks. He is also an edge guy. And those two guys are listed oars as oars. So it can be uh, Andrew Chatfield, who is first, or it can be Sione Latahoa, who is first. I think that's right. Latahera, something like that. Anyway, uh, I will get it right by tomorrow, I promise. But those guys play either or on that defensive edge side. Really good football players. Uh, I've seen a bunch of film on them. I like those guys a lot. The other guy up front who I like, Isaac Hodgins. I feel like he has been there forever. Number 99. I feel like I've been saying his name forever. And this is a very similar Oregon State D to the D that you have seen in the past in terms of these guys that were not the highest recruited guys, but boy, they play with purpose. They are fast. They are physical. They get after you. They make you feel under pressure in that pocket. And it's a good football team. So I like their film. I like watching the way they play. I like their aggressiveness up front. In the back end, like I said, they will come up and challenge. They got some dudes who can play coverage as well. So you're going to see that as well. Matchups with number one on the outside. And then Oladapo, I believe he's number 24, uh, is their nickel kind of safety type inside. He's been there forever as well. And he's a guy who is a good player on that defense too. They're going to get after it. And defensively, they are going to pressure you. They are going to come up and challenge an offense. And so the Bears offense needs to be on their game. And I'm not saying you have to go do anything above what you have been coached to do during the week. That's the thing. You have to do what you're coached to do, but you don't have to do anything special. And, the, and Cal's quarterbacks have been trying to do something special. If they just settle in and do what they are supposed to do. I would love to see Fernando Mendoza this week. He's a guy who has earned it, I think, the way he studies, the way he works, what he does in practice, the way what he does with the team. And if he gets in and does well, the team's going to go nuts, by the way. It's going to completely change chemistry on that team. But I think he deserves a shot. So I would love to see him this week versus Oregon State. It would be great. Uh, right now, let's talk to Coach. Have a chance to talk to him earlier during the week, and I've been out to practice since then. But uh, what he said still holds water. Here's his preview of Oregon State talking about Oregon State. These guys love to come up and challenge. They are a physical defense that will run and hit. Uh, they have always been physical. Jonathan Smith has had that style on defense for a long time. Talk about what you see in their defense. Yeah, aggressive. You know, uh, they're going to they're gonna make you beat them that way. You know, they're going to get close to you and uh, you have to win some of those one-on-ones and create some explosives. You know, if you're to think you're going to dink and dunk it and control passing game uh, the whole way down the field. I think that's hard. You're going to have to hit some explosives. And then you got to be efficient around the ball. Like you got to run it. And uh, so I think it'll be a great challenge for our offense to run the ball and create some explosives in the pass game. I mean, that's what we're going to need to do to win. And um, we have the guys um, who we just got to take another step. I mean, we got to be more efficient in all those areas and it includes everybody. So it's on us as coaches to help the players get there and then the players to go out and execute it. 
Yeah, and I laugh because this, this Oregon State offense is a classic Jonathan Smith team, right? It's quarterbacks not quite 60% passing, but he does things outside of throwing the ball. He can run the ball, right? He gets you in the right sets. He does some good things that as a defense you have to stay home for. They're not huge and oversized, but they are physical as heck, and they have a great running back and a, a dominating offensive line, I think, is the best way to put it. Yeah, really, really good up front. Coach Mahler does a great job with them. You're going to – everything's complimentary. You're going to have the outside zone, then you're going to have the boot, and you're going to have the outside zone, you're going to have a round, and then you're going to have the drop-back game, then you're going to have the screen. And so it's, it's real complimentary, and uh, we've seen it all – you know, we kind of seen the stuff. It's just a matter of when they're going to run it, and uh, you got to play well because they're they're going to play really physical up front. And you got to you got to be physical in your front seven. You're going to have to tackle well. The tailback's an excellent player, and then the two you know, those receivers like they can they can go. They got real speed uh, at receiver, and, and they don't just have one tailback. They have two. Right, Fenwick is a good running back in his own right as well. I mean, both those guys are really good football players. Absolutely. Uh, both of them are. And then the quarterback, as you mentioned, he'll throw from the pocket, he'll boot, they'll run him, you know, they'll they'll get on a, they can run a quarterback draw on you. So they kind of, they use everybody and uh, they oper- operate real well together. Yeah. So running the football, great defense. That's a, that's a formula for winning a lot of games and they're doing that right now. Yeah, you got it. All right. Well, Coach, congratulations. Nice win at home versus the Sun Devils. Be nice to get one against Oregon State as well. So looking forward to seeing that this week. All right. Thanks, Mike. So that's Coach Wilcox. You can hear it. He has great respect for Jonathan Smith. Obviously, their coaching paths have crossed over several times, several schools, several different mentors. Uh, Chris Peterson being one of those guys at Boise State and then again at Washington. So these guys know each other pretty well. They've faced each other on several occasions. And Facing this Oregon State team for Coach Wilcox is a test game. You're at home. It's tough to win in Reeser. Oregon State is 14-1 and in Reeser in their last 15 games. So really good football team up there. Utah found out about that last week in that loss. Again, Oregon State coming in with one loss. They're 4-1. and one. So good football team. But you have them at your place, and they are on the road. So it makes it – it gives you the advantage of your home field advantage. Now, the one thing said – Oregon State, there was actually an article out this week saying that they were practicing with the speakers off to get used to the dead sound in Cal Stadium. So I urge Cal fans, show up, make noise, be loud, uh, give the Bears a home field advantage. And then the Bears have to be on their game. Just play to the level at which they've been coached. They play hard in practice. They've been coached hard in practice. Just go out there and play at that level. Play free. There is no stress. Once you're in the game, the game gets easier. See your key, read your key run and hit your key on defense. As an offensive player, as a quarterback, I tell my quarterbacks all the time, see what you read and throw what you see. And that's it. And and you just have to be aware of what you're seeing. And immediately, is it a one or a zero? It takes me to my read and to my throw. If you're running his own read, if I watch that defensive end, if I'm reading him and he comes down, I keep the ball, I pull it. I pick up five, six yards on the outside. If he comes after me, I hand that ball off, and our box numbers are right. So it's on the quarterback to get the box numbers right in that zone read game and the RPO game to pull it when the numbers are right in favor of the offense. And when you do that, all of a sudden, voila, the offense opens up. And so if our quarterbacks can do that, 
and we can find those open guys, it'll be a completely different game. And so I'm hoping that we hit our stride this week, that a quarterback play goes up. Hopefully we see Fernando Mendoza. That'll be great as well. Like I said, he deserves a chance. Uh, Finley has gotten a chance, and Sam Jackson has gotten a chance, and I think Fernando deserved a chance in this shot as well. So hopefully we'll see him on Saturday. Until then, I appreciate you. You can always pick up our broadcast on KGO 810. Me and Justin Allegri. I uh, love you bringing you the game again, 7 o'clock Friday night. Pre or excuse me, Saturday night. Our pregame starts an hour before, so 6 o'clock on the air. We'll be telling you everything about this game coming up. So if you love more and you want more, you can check us out there. If you want to learn more about football, you can always go to my YouTube channel, Elite Athletes TV on YouTube. YouTube. And until then, I appreciate you guys watching. I'm Mike Pulaski for Ultimate Insider and Bear Insider. Go Bears.